Content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only. The views and opinion expressed from host and caregivers are solely given based on the experiences of the individuals involved. Because each person is so unique, always consult your physician, physical or occupational therapist, or medical and fitness advice. Are you struggling to help your aging parents or disabled spouse to do everyday personal care tasks? Are you concerned about them falling or you injuring yourself? What is the task that is so difficult for you to help them to do? You are not alone. We can help. Finding a Foothold is a weekly podcast show that invites you to call in and tell us your challenge. Here, you can receive practical tips and strategies from an occupational therapist. And here is your host, Consuela Marshall. Hello, this is Consuela, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Finding a Foothold. I am so glad that you're here today. And if you're a new listener today, I just want to say welcome and thank you so much for tuning in. You're at the right spot. This is a podcast where you get a little peep into the story of other caregivers' lives. You get to hear those areas of their lives that may be challenging to them, and you'll get a chance to learn soon that your struggles, your concerns are not isolated to you, that there are many of us out there that are having challenges that we overcome, and we're finding ways of lightening the load of caregiving. This is where I want you to come where you can receive hope for your caregiving situation, where you don't have to feel like you're struggling, you're all by yourself, that nothing's right, nothing ever happens that's going to be easy for you because it doesn't have to be that way. Caregiving will always be a challenging thing to do. There will always be these tasks that we do not enjoy doing. But as caregivers, we're in this story. We're on this journey because we're choosing to be here. And in choosing to be here, we want to provide for those needs of our loved ones who cannot totally care for themselves. And at the same time, we want to integrate that caregiving into our lives in such a way that we can enjoy the process of the caregiving while we're also enjoying the process of living our lives. I firmly believe that caregiving does not have to overtake your life, that that it has to become your whole life. I do believe that we can devise a plan that would allow you to live out that desire in your heart to care for your loved one while also being able to partake in those tasks in your life that you enjoy, that bring hope and that bring fulfillment to your lives as well. So that is my goal here at finding a foothold is to help you find that plan, find that way of integrating the caregiving task into your life. And the way that you do that is that you try to find a way to do those tasks in the easiest way, in the safest way, with the amount of support that you need so that caregiving doesn't overtake your life. So I am all about keeping things very practical. You know, we can say, oh, make caregiving easier. It's got to be an easier way to do this. But the only way to know that it is easier to do, that you're finding an easier way to do it, is that you are seeing that things are getting easier to do. 
I know I just said that word easier like several times in that sentence, but that's what it's about. You can say, oh, we'll help you make it easier, but then you're still struggling. You're not finding anything throughout the day that is even resembling being easier. In fact, you can go to support groups which are very, very needed. And here are things that may uplift you, that may give you hope, give you uh, some direction, and really give you some important tips and strategies to help you mentally deal with caregiving. Because it is very, very emotionally draining. Uh, There's just a lot of things emotionally that go with caregiving. But for me, when I'm saying making caregiving easier, I am really saying when your feet are hitting the ground every morning, when you are out of bed, when you are caring for your loved one, I want to show you ways to make the day-to-day caregiving easier and safer. Meaning, I want you to get it such that it takes you a fraction of the time to do the things that you normally were doing, that you will find people that can help you do some things that you shouldn't be doing. And you would make things safe and so functional that at the end of the day or the end of the morning, you're like, wow, I've got time left over for me. That is what I mean when I'm saying finding a plan that works for you. And I really believe that there is a way of tweaking whatever plan you have that isn't working to make it work better for you. Look, now I don't have all the answers, but as an occupational therapist, and I have been doing it for 27 years, I have seen many things that work. I've been inside of so many houses, I can't even count them. And I can show you little things that you can tweak in the layout of your house. And I can see you do something or you can tell me something that is being done. And if I can visualize it, I can try to come up with a plan that will help you do that task easier and safer by showing you how to do it or by telling you what equipment you can purchase to help you do it without hurting yourself or hurting them. And better yet, I can really tell you what things you don't need to be doing. There are just certain things your body is not meant to do repeatedly day in and day out because it's wearing you down and it's causing injury to you and it's causing injury to them. And you really need a whole team of people to do those things that you are trying to do on your own. So enough said about my philosophy of caregiving. You know, I just want you to know that you can still love your loved one. You can still care for them, but it doesn't have to cost you your whole life. There has to be a way of saying, I'm going to do this and I only can do all that I can do. So let's get started. So in today's episode, just going to talk really briefly about a, a situation with a current client. And Diane is the daughter of one of my current patients who recently had a left hip replacement. Diane works, and I've never met Diane, but I've had the pleasure of talking with her on the phone several times as uh, I got a referral to come out and provide services to her mom, who recently had the left hip replacement, 
and where she's moving around fairly well, there are still some safety concerns. And the reason she has had a hip replacement is because she fell in her home. Now, Miss Patient lives by herself. She's fairly independent and fairly safe. And I think one of the things that happened with her is that it was just a tripping accident. So in the assessment of her, now she's got occupational therapy and physical therapy, and we're both in there working with her. And my role in this situation, since I have physical therapy paired with me, is that I'm there to make sure she is safe and that we can eliminate some of the tripping hazards in the home and we can come up with some plans that can help improve her safety during this recovery process because she's now weak and she didn't have this weakness before. So I want to address some new safety strategies that she needs to use while she's going through this recovery process. While I'm also trying to identify other areas of concern in the home that will present some fall concerns now and even looking into the future because the goal here is to have mom to return to living by herself now currently she is not there even with using the walker it is uh, a new apparatus for her and she is just really keen to show the whole world that she's not going to use the walker and she's going to be okay when in fact she really needs to use the walker because number one she's weak she has balance issues and in in the recovery process in the healing process she is not at a level where she should be putting her full weight onto her leg. So giving you that little bit of a history and, and getting to know the patient and getting my opportunity to talk to the daughter, I do have concerns about her being at home by herself alone. Now, do I think she'll always, I'll always have these concerns? No, but I think in the short term, there's definitely some things that we definitely need to address. And in talking to the daughter, the daughter has a lot of guilt and concern that she can't be there because daughter works. Daughter is the primary breadwinner winner for her house. Since the pandemic, daughter husband has not been working a lot and they have small children. And also daughter helps to supplement some of the things that her mom needs in her house. So that's sort of the background of that. And with that, daughter's having some, some guilt that she cannot do more for her mom. How are they going to hire someone else to be there, to be with her mom? So a lot of things are going on in that situation. And as an occupational therapist, my input to her could be a value because I have seen this situation time and time again. So my number one concern was the stress to my patient was that she had to put the pride aside and allow medicine to dictate how she is to go through this recovery phase. She has to listen to sound advice. We're therapists in her home and we're telling her things that need to be done that it is her responsibility to adhere to sound advice. And it's not that mom has any cognitive deficits because she doesn't. It's just that mom is choosing not to listen. So we first had to cross that 
hurdle. And these are the things that I told the daughter, that she cannot take total responsibility for the decisions that her mom is making. Yes, she will always be concerned. And yes, she'll do whatever she can to help her mom. But it is not her total responsibility to step in and do things that her mom should be held accountable for. So setting limits with mom and mom was getting the message with using the walker mom's cooperation in the whole process is needed number two having the input from the therapist this is just valuable i am just so glad to be there to be able to go through the house with mom looking at her hands-on showing her things that she should be doing and not doing in the home things that she needs to wait to do later when daughter is present or someone else is present in the home. So it's just going in with mom and setting the limits on what she can and cannot do. And number three was just making the safety recommendations. You know, there were many things that needed to be tweaked in that home. And not many of these things had financial cost to them. My desire is to make recommendations that are very minimal. I do not want to burden a caregiver or my patients with these astronomical modifications to their home that's going to break the bank. I think there are just small little things that can be made in the home that can greatly improve the safety. So in going through the home, I made recommendations for grab bars, removal of rugs in the home, removing things that were tripping hazards like a scale in the bathroom, and seeing the patient go through several visits of demonstrating her ability to do those different tasks in the home was what was needed. And it greatly improved the safety in the home. So in talking with daughter and daughter having those changes made in the home, it definitely took the stress off of daughter in knowing that mom was going to be okay for now. You know, and those are practical things that can be done to improve a person's ability to stay at home and age in place while minimizing the stress and the burden on the caregiver. Very practical, very easy fixes, very easy solutions. And just as an added thing, I made other recommendations that the daughter did adhere to. Mom received a own call alert button that was attached to her alarm system. Daughter found a app and some security cameras that she had placed in the kitchen and the living room and aimed down the hallway that she could see mom in certain areas of the house during the day. And mom is very aware of the camera placements and daughter has the ability to talk to mom during the day to see how she's doing and just get an insight into how things are going in the home. So look y'all, this is a very easy fix for this situation. So as you're listening to this podcast today, I want you to think about your caregiving situation. What are some practical things that you would like to see change in how you're doing the care? What are some things that have you concerned? Things that can help to remove you from a lot of direct hands-on care at a stage that it may not be needed. Okay, so look, this was just a short window open into a caregiving situation. 
There are many of these situations out there, you all. And there are many little quick fixes to those. And some of them are not quite as easy. I mean, there are some patients where it's more in-depth. There is definitely some more permanent disabilities going on. There are some caregiving scenarios that are not going to improve, that they're only going to worsen and worsen quickly over time. You may need to have more input. May, may, may need to make more drastic changes and have more input into how to transition your caregiving plan. And if you are one of those caregivers and you're listening and you're like, I need some help. I wish I knew how to do this better. You know, there's just options here with finding a foothold. You can call the call-in line. If this is something that is like, oh, I got a quick answer for that. I'll make that a podcast episode and I'll tell you about it. And I'll even make a couple of posts and give you some input on it because I mean, there's just certain things. If you just needed to know one little thing, it would just change your life. It'll change the day. It'll make it less stressful. Hey, I'm all about helping you. But if you know you have a situation that needs a little bit more hands-on, a little bit more detailed, it's, it's just you really need a customized plan on how to walk you through what you're going through now and giving you insight into how to plan for what you can expect ahead, then I want you to tap into the consult page on the website. Go into the website at findingafoothold.com. Check out the consult page. There's an option for a free consult. And if you're worried about the costs, we'll talk about it. If you are serious about making your caregiving easier, we will find a cost that you can work with because I want you to succeed as a caregiver. So, okay, that ends today's episode of Finding a Foothold. I hope you found something that you can use. And if there's something that you think someone else can use, will you please share this podcast with someone else? And I want to encourage you to find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Follow us, like us, join this community. We'll be glad to have you aboard. And on the website, call in using our call-in button to call in and tell us what your caregiving challenge is. And I'll be glad to feature it in a upcoming Finding a Foothold podcast. So thanks for tuning in again today. And remember... Finding a foothold cares about how you give care. Thank you, and I'll see you again on next week. Goodbye.